We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's dive into part two of today's show. In today's show, I'm going to talk about what I want to see from the Notre Dame offense that's going to make me feel like this team is turning a corner under Jared Parker. I I personally expect Jared Parker back next year. That's just my feeling. I think he's done enough this season to say, hey, let's give him a second year. Let's see what he can do in year two. Uh, There's some things going on recruiting-wise that's really good, and I know that some people aren't going to hear that. But if that's going to be the case, that you need to have some positive vibes going into the offseason. Because if you don't play well down the stretch, then even if he comes back, it's 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 going to be a really a lot of negativity surrounding the program, and you can't have that. You need to do some things. And some people are just, I mean, we had people say, I'll never support Al Golden, no matter what he does. Okay, whatever. You're always going to have that. But I think most Notre Dame fans are very – objective that they'll, they'll have their opinion they feel strong about it based on what they've seen but they're willing to have their opinion changed if the facts on the ground change with them and and that's what jared parker needs to do down the stretch there's nothing he can do in the final two games including final three if you include wake that's going to erase ohio state duke louisville and clemson nothing but you can still feel like, hey, we showed enough progress or we saw enough progress from Notre Dame that makes me say, if you can build on this and then carry this into some other games, you're going to have a chance to be pretty good. I mean, there's a post on our board from one of our, our better posters, one of our longtime OGs, actually. And he talked about, like, if we'd have seen what Notre Dame did against Wake and Pitt and a and, and couple games like that and NC State, and if they'd have done that, like, that same kind of game plan, aggressiveness, attack mode in every game, they're at worst 10-1 and one right now. And I agree with them. And that's kind of been my big frustration. And so, But there's just a lot of things we saw in the Wake Forest game, not just the results. Because, again, the, the number, the points and the yards don't matter as much to me because you have better players than they do, significantly better players. And I would argue there's a lot more NFL talent on the Wake Forest defense. And I'm, I'm curious to get Ryan Roberts' opinion on this. I'll ask him, him this after the show. And maybe it'll be something that I'll actually, you know, I'll, I'll probably ask him this on Friday when we do our live show with the keys to victory and, and our prediction show, if he feels the same way. But I, I feel like there's more NFL talent at Wake Forest than Stanford on defense. 
And so you should put up a lot of numbers. You should blow Stanford out. It's not about that. It's the how, the why. And and to me, that's the important thing. And if Jared Parker can make some of the necessary changes down the stretch, then you say, hey, look, he's got to prove it to me against Texas A&M. He's got to prove it to me against Florida State. He's got to prove it to me against Louisville. He's got to prove it to me against the best teams on the football schedule next year. He's going to have to prove it to me in the postseason. Uh, one thing for me, I was, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and the thing I said to him was like, I really want to play a really good defensive football team in a bowl game. I really do. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The reason I say that is, is if Notre Dame gets a, you know, like one of the things we've seen in the, you know, as far as the, the bowl projections is LSU. I'm like, well, I, I think Notre Dame can beat LSU and I think LSU can beat Notre Dame. I mean, it's, it's two good football teams, but, but I would predict Notre Dame to win that game. And part of it is, is because Notre Dame has played well against teams like that. They're, they're a lot like USC, really good offense, really dynamic quarterback, terrible defense. And we saw what Notre Dame did to them. And and we you know Ole Miss has got a, a decent defense, but but Ole Miss is not a great defense either. I mean they're okay. They gave up forty nine to LSU, thirty five to A and M, fifty two to Georgia. Like if Notre Dame goes into a bowl game where you've got a month to prepare and you light up LSU's defense or you light up an Ole Miss defense, what does that really tell us about the Notre Dame offense? I mean it, it's a good it's good. I'm not going to act like it's not a good thing and it won't have some people excited. But does it really tell us if this defense has turned the corner? I don't think that it really does. And the same thing is true if it's like a Tennessee type of type of team. Tennessee's got a better defense than those other two teams. But in their last two games, they gave up 36 to Missouri. They gave up 38 to Georgia. Gave up 27 to Kentucky, 29 to Florida. I, I really want to see them play a team that's really good on defense. And the reason I say that is, is because that could kind of give us a little bit of a glimpse into like, okay, yeah, this these changes matter. but we don't know who that's going to be right now. So the focus is on who, 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 what you can you do against Stanford? 
And there's several things that 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 really are are at the forefront for me of what I'm going to be looking for. Number one is continuation of the youth movement we saw on Saturday. One of my frustrations has been, and there's two ways we can look at what happened on Saturday and 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 what we can view if they do it again on Saturday, upcoming Saturday against Stanford. Number one is why did it take you this long to build to to lean into this these younger players? No one's going to be able to tell me that just like that, the light went on for all those kids during the bye week. You can't convince me of that. I, I coached football. I've been doing this a long time. You don't have this mass position-wide light-goes-on moment in one game. No, you built. you did a great job building up their confidence in how you prepared for the game, but you should have done that sooner. That that's my issue, but that's one way of looking at it. the other way of looking at it is, you know what? Screw it. I'm happy they did it. And I'm happy it worked out the way that it did. And, and that's kind of where I'm at is a continuation of the youth movement. I want to see Audric go out there and do his thing. That's totally fine. But I still want to see Jeremiah Love, Jadarian Price. That's, that's an area where I did not like the game plan as much. I understand what they're trying to do and they're trying to get Audric, you know, all these yards and get him over a hundred yards and over 1100 on the season. And, and all that, and you know, try to get them probably over twelve hundred in this game, and not in the game, but but just kind of overall. And uh, that's fine, but I need to see Jeremiah Love. I need to see Jadarian Price. I want to continue to lean into Tobias and Jaden Greathouse and Jordan Faison and Rico Flores as the integral parts of the pass game. Yes, I want to still see Chris Tyree. I want to see you lean into more of having Eli Raritan be a part of the pass game. I would love to see Cooper Flanagan. You know, get a ball or two in this game as well. Holden Stace. I mean, we act like I, we, we kind of talk about Holden Stace like he's a veteran because he's played so much this year. He's a true sophomore. He's he's part of this as well. It'd be nice to see him finish the year on a high note with some big plays. So, it, to me, the reason this is number one, and and this is what you know somebody asked in the in the mailbag yesterday, and and what another guy talked about on our board is like, man, like when you look at this team, yes, we're frustrated about this, this, and this, but good lord. There's going to be so much talent coming back next year. And now a lot of these kids are getting the experience and they're taking their lumps. But those are th- those are things that are going to help them next year that if the quarterback position can get figured out, whether it's a portal guy or whether it's developing the, the kids on the roster, got a lot of weapons to throw to next year. And we haven't even talked about like Braylon James and and K.K. Smith, who's been injured all year. Those are two guys that are going to be part of the conversation. Jane Thomas is going to get back to being healthy. Hopefully, Deion Colsey comes back next year. I don't know that he will, but I hope he does and can stay healthy. And then, of course, you're going to add Cameron Williams or Cam Williams and Micah Gilbert and Logan Saldate and Kedron Young and Jack Larson and Aeneas Williams and all those kind of guys. I saw that on three dropped Aeneas Williams to a three-star, and that is just beyond stupid. Just beyond, they had him as a top 300 player and like all their rankings. Now, suddenly he's a three star after a dominant senior year. It's just a clown show over there, but that's different conversation for a different day. So, for me, when I look at the youth movement, to me, more than anything schematically, I think that's something that can get me and I think can get a lot of you excited is just continuing to, to build around those young players, continue to see what those young guys can do. Brandon Plesner just asked a question. Do you, do they continue playing Brett Braylon James or does he redshirt? I'd play him. Braylon James is not a five-year player. If Braylon James is a guy that's in position to come back for a fifth year because he's not going to the NFL, then he hasn't panned out. 
and you're moving on, right? That that I'd play him because to me, Braylon's a kid that could go from not playing a whole lot in year one to being a dude. We've seen this a lot. We've seen this a ton. Kevin Austin didn't play a whole lot his first three years. Comes out as a senior, he's our leading receiver. Miles Boykin barely played his first three years. Played a little bit as a junior, more of a rotation guy. Comes out in the bowl game, has a big game in the bowl game against LSU as a junior. And then he went out and that kind of sprung board him into a lot of production the next year, right? I mean, so in, in 2018, you know, Miles Boykin was Notre Dame's leading receiver. But if you go look at what Miles Boykin did in previous seasons, he didn't do much. You know, he had 12 catches for 253 yards as a junior in 2017. Well, guess what? A big chunk of that came in the bowl game where he had three catches for 102 yards. The, everything else he had done that season was basically mop-up duty. He had a 54-yard touchdown grab against Miami of Ohio it, it, off the bench. It was a, it was a, with the backups in the game. But that late-season surge from Miles helped him kind of break out as a junior, and be, he became the guy the next year. You know, we've seen that before. We've seen guys, you know, Chase Claypool as a true freshman only caught five balls, played a lot more than Braylon James did. But he only caught five balls, comes out the next year, and he's an integral part of the offense. 29 catches, I believe he had, 400 some yards starting in the slot. You know, we've seen guys go from Jaden Thomas last year as a sophomore. I mean, as, as a, excuse me, as a freshman two years ago in 2021, didn't do a whole lot, kind of grew late in the year and then comes out the next season and boom, he's one of their better receivers by the middle of the season. So, so we've seen it. And to me, I would say play Braylon. He's a big, he's, he's shown the last two games he's played that he can win at the line of scrimmage. I mean, he smoked the pit guy on a slant route. One of the best of executed slant routes of the season, smoked the guy from Wake Forest on the go route would have been a touchdown. If Angeli didn't look to the right side, Angeli made the correct read. I talked about this the other day, but let's just say he would have looked the other way. Then, then you know, boom, you're taking a shot, and Braylon's got his guy beat. If it's a good ball, it's a touchdown. So I'd play him. Uh, I'd continue to move Jaden Greathouse around, continue to get Tobias Merriweather a part of what you're doing down the field. I mean, we saw him catch a touchdown against Stanford last year for a big play. So there's a lot of things Notre Dame can do to continue, continue the move, youth movement. And, I, and, and if those kids all come out and we have another similar game that we saw last week, I think that more than anything is too, because at the end of the day, the personnel that more than anything is going to get us fired up about what Notre Dame can be down, you know, going into next season on offense. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. Another thing that that I want to see is just a continuation of just the aggressiveness that we saw against Wake Forest. And, and they didn't throw the ball down the field a ton, and it's never about throwing it down the field a ton. It's never about throwing 10 balls that go beyond 20 yards past the line of scrimmage. It's never about that for me. It's always about just an, an overall aggressiveness. And aggressiveness can mean throwing RPOs, being willing to throw RPOs. It, it, aggressiveness can be, you know, willing to take to do, to create isolation type of throws. I mean, Notre Dame went three of six against Wake Forest last week with Sam Hartman throwing the ball down the field. Um, that's that's great. I mean, I'm glad to see that. Actually, hold on a second. That that cannot. Yeah, he went the you know three of four throwing the ball down the field last week. That's great. Love to see it, but. Again, you can only throw five, six balls down the field and still have a, an aggressive game plan. When you look at it overall, Sam completed eight balls that went ten yards past line of scrimmage. That's that's more than we've normally seen in past weeks. If we're if we're being completely honest, I mean, against Clemson, he completed one pass that was beyond ten yards past the line of scrimmage. You know, so it's it's just not something we've seen a lot of. Even against Pitt, he only completed five balls that were ten yards past the line of scrimmage. Again. I could kind of keep doing this kind of all day. That's just not been what Notre Dame has 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 done a lot in recent games with him. They just have not been a team that was really willing to attack down the field. Only completed two balls down the field against USC uh, that were 20 yards down the pass line of scrimmage. They only completed one out of eight against Louisville. So they had some success hitting those downfield shots, but it's more so about just an overall aggressiveness an overall willingness to throw RPOs early, to take one-on-one isolation throws to a guy like Eli Raritan or Tobias Merriweather, be willing to draw up concepts that are that, Hey, we'll, we'll take a shot here if we can, but if we don't, if the shot's not there, we've got something coming open. It could be a big catch and run situation. There's just an overall aggressiveness to me that had me very excited about what this offense could be. And I don't, I don't need Notre Dame to throw it 50 times against Stanford. I, I, I'm good with a balanced attack. I think you can be balanced against Stanford. But if you're going to run the ball a lot early and, and you're going to get Audrick Estime's yards, then I better see you having things built around that. I better see play-action shots down the field. Guys, I talked about this earlier. This is a terrible play-action defense. If your design play design is to come out and run the football, that's fine because I've seen teams not throw the ball a lot but still be aggressive. I mean, I've had people tell me like, oh yeah, J.J. McCarthy had a huge game against Ohio State last year. I'm like, did he really? Yeah, I think he threw for like 300 yards. I'm like, no, he didn't. He didn't throw for 300 yards against Ohio State last year. But you think about it because what do you remember? You remember the big plays. You remember him hitting Cornelius Johnson over the top. You say, oh, he had 263 yards passing. He only threw 24 passes. He only completed 12, but they were down the field. It was tight end over the top. It was Cornelius Johnson down the field. He was willing to attack down the field and played off of the run game to set up those big play opportunities. I don't want to see Sam Hartman only complete 12 passes, really, unless it's like for 300-some yards. The point is you can be aggressive even when you're running the football. You can be a, you can be an attacking pass offense even if you're running the football. 
And that's what I want to see. You know, I want to see more movement stuff. I want to see more bootlegs. I think Stanford's very susceptible to that kind of stuff, uh, whether it be a pure boot where he gets out or sort of like a half roll type of bootleg where, you know, you get out and you set up and then you throw some sort of throwback or some sort of deep shot. There are Stanford bails kind of kind of hard at times because they don't want to get run by, but you can still run by them if you're willing to do so. But to me, take advantage of that. You know, do some clear out stuff. Like there's things I would do where I would go a three by one and I'd clear them out with three verts for my one and just bring a guy on a stutter over and just have like a back check down, try to occupy the backer and bring that over behind that. And that guy's going to catch the ball, maybe 15, 18 yards down the field. But if he outruns the corner, he's in a catch and run situation. That's aggressive. That's not a bomb, but that's aggressive to me because you're designing something that's going to isolate a guy in hopes of moving the chains. Number one, but if you execute it right and you throw it right and all those type of things, it can be more than just a 15 to 18 yard move the chains type of play. Uh, those are things that I want to see out of this, out of the Notre Dame offense in this game. I, I don't care about trick plays to, to take advantage of a bad defense. I mean, those are fun, but that's not what I'm looking for. Another thing I want to see in this game, and this is going to be really interesting. I want to see the offensive line finish on a strong note. Stanford is not a very good front seven talent wise, but they fight they compete and they battle wake wasn't a great front seven either and and they they did okay against them did well against them but not great stanford's a little bit more physical than wake wake was more athletic so this is an opportunity for billy shrouth if he's if you know who who will start or ashton craig if he plays if zeke Carell's not able to go uh to where you're going to be in a situation where you can do some things in the run game to where you can tell me that, hey, this offensive line's figuring it out. The numbers weren't sexy last week. But when I watched the film, it's like this was a positive step. This was a step forward. This wasn't like a giant Harry Heastan type leap forward, but this was a good step forward. What I want to see in this game is another big step forward, whether it's 175 yards rushing or 275 yards rushing. It's not so much about the numbers, but how you play. I want to see the interior guys being more physical. I want to see Blake Fisher be consistently more effective in this game. Uh, that's going to be an important thing for me. And I, even if Zeke Curl starts, I would like to see Ashton Craig at some point in time. If you have a blowout in here, I'd like to see Jagasaw get in the game if he if he travels. I don't know if he's going to travel. Uh, I'd like to see Emil Wagner get an opportunity. I'd like to see you know some of those younger guys. Coach Freeman talked about Joe Otting. And kind of getting bumped up, maybe Sullivan Absher, Sam Pendleton, whoever those young guys are, be nice to see them get some playing time. But I'm more so concerned about the starting offensive line coming out and finishing on a strong note. Uh, you know, it means Billy Shrouth, it means Pat Coogan, it means Ashton Craig, if he's in the game, finishing strong. And even, even for guys who aren't coming back, I mean, if Joe Walt doesn't come back, if Zeke Carroll doesn't come back, if Blake Fisher doesn't come back, you know, this isn't so much about the personnel with them. It's more about Joe Rudolph, and can Joe Rudolph get this unit to kind of start playing with a different mentality? Because again, the effect, the uh, the success, if they have, they can have success against Stanford, and it still be just more of the same because Stanford's just not good. But it's more so about I want to see them coming off low, shoulders down, exploding with their hips, driving their feet through contact, being violent with their hands, dry, you know, combo blocks, playing with better timing and getting that movement, getting up to the next level. I want to see things like that. And I, I know that Stanford stinks, but you can still look at that and say that translates to this, to this team, to this opponent, to this type of schedule. And that's what I want to see. So 
I, I, that's absolutely, I think, a, a big part of this. And if Billy Shrouth can play good for a second game in a row, that would be a really good sign heading into the offseason for me. And then here's the third, the third part of this breakdown for me. Look, there's concepts that I talked about last week that I want to run and, and see more of. I want to see more of the running backs getting involved in the past. I think Brandon Plesner uh, talked about that, I believe, in the chat. I agree with Brandon on that. I'd like to see uh, I, I'd like to see some 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 of the backs used a little bit more effectively. I'd love to see like a Jeremiah Love, like with how Stanford bails with their linebackers with Jeremiah Love or Jadarian Price in the game. I'd love to see like a delay arrow where you just clear them out with some sort of verticals, three, even a three by one, like kind of take them over, you know, the backside because then you kind of mess up there. Like when you run verts out of a three by one, where you're trying to open somebody up. Where I talked about the drag. Or with a back, the thing I like about a three by one is what it tends to be is like it, it forces them to kind of move their eyes because you're moving this way instead of just pure this way, right? So just some little little thing like that. But even if it's out of a, a two by two, just something where you let those linebackers go and then just hit J- Jeremiah or Jadarn like just a little quick angle. Let the line come up. It's almost like a screen, but it's not a screen. It's a clear out. Clear them out because their linebackers drop so hard. Pure drop back. I mean, you're you're letting everybody know this is not a run. This is a pass. I'd exaggerate even as much as I can. Sort of the tackle alignments, you know, where they're like clearly like in a drop back type of alignment. Get Stanford to bail and then run a boom, boom. Hit that sucker at five yards and go. Those are all things that I'd love to see from this from this team in this game. Uh, the way Stanford plays. But it's also about improving, showing me that you can improve in areas where you haven't been great this year. And so that means third down. Come out against Stanford and be good on third down. Now, look, I I get it. These are not good third down defenses that we're talking about. But, guys, Notre Dame has not been good on third down against teams who aren't good on third down in the past as well. That's just the fact. So come out and be good on third down. But not just – move the chains against a bad team. Show me continued purpose on third down because because I've always said this, it's process over results. You want a perfect example of what I mean. Notre Dame could go out on Saturday and go 7 of 10 on third down against Stanford, and I'm saying, okay, I I still don't know that they're going to be a good third down defense next year. Well, how can you say that? They were really good on third down. That's just because they were better than Stanford. They just ran plays and Stanford couldn't stop them. There was no purpose there was no intentionality there was no building on things they could just go out and just run plays just to run plays just kind of calling stuff just to call stuff with no building on top of each other and have 500 yards of offense and 50 points it doesn't mean that you've moved the needle just means your guys are way better than their guys that's it but what i want to see is the third down success be better because there was intentionality to it there was design to it there was purpose to it there was this is what they do on third down we're going to go at it. We're going to take advantage of it. That's what I want to see, more so than just the results. Now, the results need to come with that because if you're if you're intentional with things but you don't execute it, it tells me your preparation during the week, yes, your game plan was good, but your installation and teaching of that game plan was subpar. That doesn't answer it either. So there does need to be some results to the, the, those things, but it's got to come from a place of there's intentionality to it. That's something that I want to see. And then, you know, improving in run game. I want to see them improve in the run game. Again, not so much, you know, run for 275 yards. They, they do. That's nice. But it's more so, uh, I think the design is good. I think they're mixing up their runs better. They're having a better understanding of, 
how to protect the edge with different things, continue to incorporate RPOs into it, uh, play-action pass game. I want to see a really well-designed play-action pass game because it's going to tell me they value that part of the game more. They did it a great job against Wake Forest. Great play-action pass game against Wake. As I mentioned before, there was like, I think they went four of six on play action for over 100 yards, two touchdowns, two long touchdowns, a 19-yard touchdown pass to Eli Raritan, 48-yard touchdown pass to Jane Greathouse. All good things off play action. I want to see more of that this week against uh, against Stanford. And it's an area they haven't been good at. And then last one is the screen game. The screen game has not been good for a while. They had some success with it early against bad teams, but the screen game has not been good for a while. Screen game to me is three things. It's the quick perimeter screens, right? Now screens, bubble screens, tunnel screens. It's the running back screens, whether it be a swing screen, a slide, a slip screen. Uh, and, but then also some of the, the more vertically oriented screens where you maybe bring a, a receiver on a crossing route where you invite the pass rush up and you dump it over top. It almost looks like a crossing route, but he catches it at or behind the line. Uh, things where the running backs are doing the angle routes that I talked about earlier. Some teams will run that. Well, they'll run that angle. Notre Dame did it last year. Well, they'll actually send the receivers vertically and block people and then invite the D-line upfield because then the back hits his angle and you hit it to him, he's still behind the line of scrimmage. So I'd just like to see a little bit more of the screen game. And the reason I brought this up this week and not last week is I don't know that Wake was a team I would want to screen a lot because their safeties were experienced and like really good at seeing that stuff and flying down the hill. They had a, a, a nickel that was really good at recognizing that stuff. Their linebacker, uh, Roberts, was a real active kid that read that stuff well. I don't know that screen is something that if I was if I was sort of a, the advisor to Jared Parker, hey, Drisk, what do you think we should run this week? I'd be like, you know, we talk about a lot of things. I, I wouldn't really have a ton of screen stuff into my game plan. Against this team, I do think you can do that. I do think this is a team that you can screen effectively. Um, and, and I'd like to see Notre Dame have a, a really good screen game plan. So, and then limit penalties. And then the final pieces show me that, that you are a team that can be focused on the road. I mean, crowd noise is not going to be an issue this week at all. And if it is, you've got major problems as a football program. I, I mean, Stanford is, it, it's their home crowd is, is, is really kind of sad and pathetic, you know, against Washington, number four team in the country, that 24,000 people in the stands. Against UCLA, 30,000 people in the stands. Against Oregon, 32,000 people. Arizona, 38,000. Sacramento State, 23,000. They had 52,000 people in the stands last week because they were playing Cal, who's their cross-around rival. So you had a ton of Cal fans uh, at the stadium. And uh, if if they're over 40,000 or 50,000 in this game, a big chunk of that's going to be Notre Dame fans. And so... Crowd noise won't be an issue for you in this game. You've got to be willing to go out there and say, hey, we're going to be efficient. We're going to limit penalties. We're going to get our communications going to be down. Just be sharp. That's what it comes down to, be sharp. So youth movement, continue the youth movement. Be aggressive. Show me that you can design things and build on things. Don't just, hey, this play looks good. Let's run it. But have some intentionality to it. The way that Notre Dame hit their play actions on Saturday were built off of their own tendencies. And then, uh, uh, like the the touchdown pass to Jade Greathouse, that was, I know that when we show run action, that safety is going to fly downhill, and we can hit the, the post over behind it. That showed me intentionality, showed me purpose, and it went for a big play. I want to see more of that stuff in this game. If I see a lot of these things, O line finishing strong, you know, improving on third down, having a good play action game plan, using some screens effectively, all those things. If I see all those things, 
and Notre Dame goes out there and puts up a lot of points and yards, I'm going to feel really good about where they are going to the bowl season. If they don't do those things but still have 50 points, 500 yards, I'll enjoy the win, and 9-3 and three is nice, but I won't feel as good about it. So those are the things I'm going to look for. I'm going to take another little, little intermission here. I'm going to come back in the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit of recruiting. We're going to end this with a little bit of recruiting. Uh, before I do that, I did want to get to one super chat here uh, from Brandon Plensner. He asked a super chat here. He said, uh, what record does the staff focus on? Audric in the single season rushing record or Sam Hartman uh, moving up to third all-time passing TDs? What would you like to see? Number one, I would. I don't care about either record, to be completely honest with you. I I don't think that the that that it's a, a realistic thing for Audric Estime to be to be um, pursuing the all time rushing record. I think it's over fourteen hundred yards, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to look that up here real quick and 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 see. I believe that the all time record is over fourteen hundred yards. Just give me a second. I'm going to find that here real quick. Rushing numbers. Yes, it's fourteen thirty seven by Vegas Ferguson. So. Audric estimate to me is what over 300 yards away, like 334 yards away. You'd have to go for 168 yards the next two games to pass it. I just, I don't see that. I don't really care. I, I don't know that he's even going to play in the bowl game. I have no idea if he does, will or won't. Uh, I don't really care about personal records. I think to me, the more realistic one is Sam Hartman moving up all in, uh, to number three all time in passing touchdowns because he needs three against this pass defense, you should definitely be able to do that. But I'm not forcing it. I'm not I'm not forcing that type of thing with him. I just want to see them go out there and run their offense. But if I had to pick between the two, I think the more realistic one is Sam Hartman getting to third all-time in passing touchdowns. But I'm not calling my game to do that. I may do some things early to make a statement about Audric, but I'm not chasing the all-time rushing record. I, the odds of him getting to that are very slim, in my opinion. Now, if he goes out and runs for 335 yards in this game, great. You know, if he goes out and runs for 250 and decides he wants to play in the bowl game to, to set the season record, fine. That's fine. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I just, I don't really care a whole lot about that, to be honest with you. So um, I think the more realistic one is the Sam Hartman one. And then we had another super chat from Walk on Carryoff. Grateful for IB. I'm grateful for you as well, truly. I, mean, I, I love this community. I really do. Just some of the chats, some of the things you guys are chatting about during the show, I'm like, I'm almost like, man, I, I want to stop talking about this because I want to jump into what they're talking about here uh, in the chat. So you, you guys are doing really well. So I'm going to be back here in, in, a, in a couple minutes. going to take a little brief intermission, get ready for some recruiting talk. We're going to talk about the 2025 secondary class here coming up. So you're definitely going to be ready for that. So I'll be back in about uh, about two minutes. Enjoy your time. Keep chatting. Go sign up for the message board, the boards.irishbreakdown.com. Hit that like button while you're waiting. Subscribe button, notification bell. And I will be back here very soon on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Mm-hmm.